0: From the I don't know what to say, I'm just speechless, to the <laughs> I'm there. God, I can't believe it, I can't believe it, I can't believe it. We see all sorts of life changing moments at McKinney competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles, and more. From just £2 a ticket, no purchase necessary. For competitions, rules, and conditions, see McKinneycompetitions.com.
1: The than the Sabres, I suppose, would be, I suppose, Patty would say the same thing as probably, um, it was the most horrifying experience, probably, that I have ever had. In, in, in my history, in life, nearly, with the amount of sickness that was on it. I seen a guy with sheep, I remember coming in close to the, the, lad, the third day or whatever it was, there was a guy sitting out under a, like a uh, twig or a... Penis. Are you sure
0: this wasn't a mirage?
1: <laughs> and it was that hot in the desert that my mobile phone
2: switched off in my kit bag. My
1: computer yard. says no.
0: It said it was too hot. <laughs>
2: Some of people's people's watches were turning
1: off too. Like we had late at the end of the tunnel, we knew that if we get to help, we're okay. But we, I experienced very, very, I experienced sickness that I'd never experienced before, and I just thought to myself, you know, when you think of the people in the hospice and the hospice foundation who are looking after people who there is no way
0: back. That was the voice of Hugh Morgan, who, along with his friend and fellow ultra runner Paddy Hamilton, just came back from Morocco, where they took part in the Marathon de Sable, a week-long, grueling race across the Sahara Desert, known to be the toughest foot race on Earth. It was much more than that this year, though, as Hugh and Paddy tell us, um, with about half the runners unable to finish and two people dying. Paddy and Hugh didn't escape the terrible sickness that went through the camp, But um, luckily they came back in one piece and they've raised almost 40,000 pounds so far for the hospice after what Hugh says was the worst experience of his life. This is your host Elaine Ingram and here are Paddy and Hugh to tell us all about the hellish heat and the grueling experience they had at this year's Marathon de Sable. Um, I'm here with Paddy. Hamilton and Hugh Morgan, and you made it. You made it whole <laughs> I made it. The Marathon de Saba, the uh, hardest foot race on earth, so it's billed as, yes.
2: Yeah, well, probably you know, when that phrase was coined, it probably was at the time, but there's probably tougher ones that are about now, but I think this year in particular, just with the conditions that we faced it probably was as as tough as you get, to be honest. Like, I mean, there are probably, there's, Hundred mile, two hundred mile races that you do in one go now, and there's ones that go over the Alps, and which are probably as difficult in terms of terrain. But I think this one, just with uh, temperatures that we had, uh, sickness that was in camp, uh, you know, things like that, self sufficiency, yeah, you know, made this year particularly diff- difficult.
0: Paddy, you, um, I know you're you're talking about different marathons. You did the marathon of the stones there not too long ago. Yeah, Are uh, the, the race okay to the stones? Race. Yeah, that's yeah. another. That's a mad one, isn't
2: it? Yeah, but it's it's would like a uh, it's a runnable one, you know. It's it wasn't something that was too challenging. The weather was okay, so you know it was it was just really the length of it that was the challenge. It wasn't uh, the terrain or conditions weren't weren't the problem with that one.
0: Yeah. So the thing about the the thing about the marathon de Saba is. Um, that you're running in the Sahara Desert so this is a different kettle of fish altogether c- compared to anything that either of you would be would be used to Um, Hugh what you you've you've done been doing marathon running now for what about ten years
1: yeah maybe, more, maybe. Yeah, probably ten twelve years yeah
0: and you've done you've done all the majors yeah
1: I've done all the majors yeah yeah I've done about 25 now and all you know
0: and you did the the Wall of China
1: I've done the good Wall of China
0: that's you. I mean, I've spoken to you before about this, and you said that that was insane. That was up to this point, that was the hardest thing you'd you had ever That done. was
1: probably the most difficult one, but it was very org- well organized, which was a, a big plus for the competitors uh, and everybody. that entered it, the Mar the Sabres, I suppose, would be. I suppose party would say the same thing. It's probably on. It was the most horrifying experience, probably that I have ever had. In, in in the history, in life, nearly with the amount of sickness that was on it, um, is that normal? Is that
0: is that no, a okay? thing? Or it was just no. this
1: particular year. This particular race, it seems to be we don't know, but there was food on the Sunday, the Saturday party, the food was, and we're not sure whether the food was contaminated with the local water or not, but it was um, it was the, the, the scenes of it was horrifying with the amount of people that were sick. Like goes 320 people dropped out of it with sickness, and I mean really sick.
0: Well you guys? Did you? Were you guys affected by sickness?
1: Yeah, I was affected badly, but I I, I was affected badly. I got uh, to the fourth. I got on the fourth day to the third stage when I collapsed with the uh, sickness, and it was terrible. That no medical backup because 30% of the medical team were also uh, sick medical uh, the medical supplies they had like drips and bandages and they had nothing they had nice. absolutely nothing there no facilities to diarrhea and uh, vomiting had, had raged through the camp they had no facilities for any backup of the very basics that people need it is it is a, it is, a, it is a, a race where you have to go and it's a foot race where you have to go and it's self-sufficiency but in a case that but we were in this time it wasn't just self-sufficiency. It was where, where the camp was ravished with sickness, and the medical teams was ravaged with sickness. The heat was actually a heat wave in the desert, and going through the sand dunes, it was fifty-eight degrees. Gross. Uh, and indeed, there was one man died on the sand dunes. Somebody with, died this yeah, year. Yeah, on the sand dunes. well I think that's only the second person to die in the race in thirty-five years.
0: Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew that it was, you know. You know obviously the one of the hardest races you'll ever do but I always thought you know the deaths and things like that was was exaggerated and yeah there's only one person who has actually died but um that's horrendous that's something that you can't and you obviously didn't prepare for because I know you'd been preparing for this for quite a while and and um, when I spoke to you when you were in the running in the training you know you were running with supplies on your back and you went up to Lanzarote to adjust to the heat because that would have been something that would have been something that Irish people obviously not not used to. The hardest thing would be the heat of the desert, <clears throat> but you can't prepare for, can't for prepare sickness. For
1: Fifty-eight degrees. There's something that I don't think anybody. I think I was looking at a sauna. Sauna runs to hundred and three. The heat, the temperature in the desert was hundred and twenty-six, hundred and twenty-eight. So it was actually that sounds like hell. So it was it was actually uh, twenty-four or five degrees hotter. Than a sauna, than the normal sauna. So that's what we were running in on plus sand change. But you know the heat, we were fit and everything was well. But the problem was when the sickness hit the camp, and it hit the camp on the Sunday, on the So start the,
0: the race started. What date? The race started at the beginning of October. What Sunday
1: on uh, Sunday the second, yeah, party wasn't it? Yeah, I think
2: that's was.
0: <clears throat> so it was before you even started. That's when the Sunday, so,
2: Sunday.
0: So that was the first day.
1: First day. That's the first day I, I was sick on the, on the evening. Yeah, and there was a lot of people then started to get sick on it with day Some people escaped it. Yeah. You know, probably didn't eat maybe that particular. How do you
0: escape? Just for the most no, part. No, no like
2: uh, everybody in our tent was affected in one way or another. I'd say probably ninety percent of the people, if not more, in the whole camp probably were affected in some some shape or form. You know, maybe you sort of were saying there about you know the challenges of it. You know. It is built as sort of the toughest fit race, whatever way they want to call it, but it is set out, it is achievable. Yeah. You know, so cutoff times are, you know, people can walk the whole thing and they'll still meet off times. But, you know, this year just uh, everything sort of came, came together and to worked against us, whether that was sickness, heat, uh, things like that. You know, the last time it was run in 2019, there was only, I think it was 7% of people failed to finish you know, this time there's 50%. Yeah. You
0: know,
2: so the sickness together with extreme heat, you know, exacerbated any dehydration issues and that sort of, again, did, didn't help people.
0: Yeah. So you, um, how long have you been running Paddy? And when, uh, how did you, I know that you helped train Hugh coming up to this or, you know, over the years. Yeah. So you, how long have you been running?
2: I've probably been running for about 20 years. Yeah. So I started in the States when I was 20 uh, and then only the past few years, kind of moved up to that sort of ultra distance. Something of a bit more a challenge.
0: Yeah, what possesses somebody to, is it just, is it addictive do you think? You know, you start off running, I say just running ordinary marathons. I've never run a marathon in my life. It's an absolutely massive achievement to run a marathon. But ultra marathons is it, is it just pushing yourself further and further? Is that
2: the. Yeah, I suppose it's motivation is different for other people. I suppose for myself, that was a case of I was getting older, probably wasn't as quick as what I used to be. So you weren't really going to be hitting PBs or running near fastest times that you used to. So you start moving up distances and I suppose (laughs) you got to that point point on the stage where you wanted to maybe see the countryside rather than looking at tarmac roads and as I suppose this the Martin De disabled kind of tied in with both my 40th and Hugh's 60th so it was kind of a bit of a challenge for both of us.
0: Yeah I suppose yeah well congr- uh, happy birthday to both of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're lucky to make it home <laughs> after, after our trip our, 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 our to the desert we're looking to make it home you know was, uh, I suppose when I, it, I was looking forward and really looking to the challenge of it and like Paddy had coached me along the lane there and we were very well prepared I was very well prepared for it. I know because
0: I spoke to you when you were yeah. in your preparation and you sounded like you had everything down to a tee of your preparation you were running with different you know li- the wa- moving yeah. the weights up and um, training to go without water yeah. because obviously you didn't want to bring as you want to carry as little supplies with you as possible On the desert but it's hard to even envision now that for people you know you're thinking like this this is six days this and you bring your own supplies and you're in the desert and as you said to me before there's no shops there's no anything what you bring is your home is on your back so you have to bring as little as possible with you and you have been preparing for that Um. Tell us about the the preparations that went into this race before before you even went there.
1: Well, I've been training. I well, probably paddy were training for about eighteen months there because it was cancelled last. Uh, we started. I probably started in May, twenty twenty, uh, because the, 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 the it was supposed to take place last March this year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it was supposed to take place March and then it was cancelled, and then we just continued on, and then I suppose the last six or eight weeks you were know, training out over the, the cooley mountains and that with an oversleep garden and that with a, a rucksack in your back with uh, nine kilos maybe ten kilos every saturday and sunday which was you know it was it was i enjoyed it but um yeah the training was like we were well prepared i was well prepared going and trained well and no injuries was perfect but the thing we didn't see the thing i didn't see or never expected I never expected sickness yeah and i don't think anybody uh, 670 competitors ever expected the sickness yeah and i suppose the big, the big disappointment i had in it was when people did take sick there was no backup we had absolutely no backup from the medics early on in the first couple of days there was backup but as the thing got on and the people started to deteriorate and the sickness started to increase and ravished through the camp. There was just no backup uh, with anything, and you know I had a nosebleed. They hadn't even got a. They hadn't even got tissues for a nosebleed at one of the emergency camp. The doctors had absolutely nothing. In the end, had nothing.
0: They, so they did they run out of supplies because there were so many people sick, or had they just not brought enough?
1: I would say they run my thing, but they never really answered the question. Uh, I did ask the gay Patrick board at one of the stages why there was nothing and he sort of laughed at us when he said he didn't come to speak English but the thing was that I think what happened to the run out of it and I think Paddy you would be the there were so many people sick that the run out of drips and the run out of tablets the run out of it seemed to everything because on the, on, the, on the last day that I was there the, what he called, they had absolutely nothing in the tent there was nothing they had nothing they had no equipment. They hadn't even a tissue for your nosebleed. They had absolutely nothing. You you know, which was was the worrying part of it, you know. And everybody that was sick was really, really dehydrated because...
0: Well, that's... Did they have w- enough water even? Oh, they had
1: plenty of water. That's one thing they had was plenty of water. But then when you carried the extra water with you on each stage, you were carrying an extra... Every litre and a half of water is a kilo and a half. Yeah. So you were carrying an extra kilo and they were giving you extra bottles of water. Now, they didn't give plenty of water. That's one thing. But as medical backup, they had no medical backup.
2: And if you were sick yeah, I suppose without, without being too graphic, I suppose if they did give you like you said, they did give extra water. But whatever water you're taking on it's basically just going straight through most people. But well, that's you know, it. That it. Yeah.
0: If yeah. They,
2: just with a sickness, you weren't holding anything down or it wasn't staying in your body too long, which like say again exacerbated the problem.
0: Mm. And and I suppose you couldn't eat either, because if you're sick you know, you you can't you can't keep food down. So I mean, okay. you you're not gonna have your whole your strength you'd your strength would be completely gone. I mean, I think there
2: was a few people there that, who couldn't really they were getting getting by in the last couple of days with a couple of mouthfuls of food, and that was that was about it.
1: Yeah. And when you see Ryan Marines turning their back on the on the last stage, on the fourth stage, which was the last stage, uh, Patrick Borg got up on the on the on the on the Land Rover, which was a platform, and he explained to everybody that anybody that wasn't the way he put it was anybody that wasn't. Feeling sick or feeling sick that didn't think they were going to make it, don't go because he had no backup, to, of medical people in case there was an emergency. We all carried a an SOS button on our shoulder, but he told what he said was at that uh, at that on that morning was not to push it or not to go if you feel sick. Don't go because uh, because if you do go, there may not be the backup to pick you up in the desert.
0: So, what were you expected to do then? Just stay in the camp and just wait for rest? So it was actually
1: Royal Marines in front of me uh, where we were starting off on the lane and they turned and walked away because they said they wouldn't go. And like they wouldn't go because of uh, the risk. And what they said was that he should have stopped the race, he should have reassessed it and adjusted it.
0: Well, yeah, because there must be so many disappointed people who are prepared for this and knew that they were capable of doing it, but circumstances like that are, you know, unprecedented and you can't allow for circumstances. Do you think that they should have, do you think that they should have stopped the race? Well, no, they should have
1: maybe given a day to see to get people get over it. And then even the, even the, 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 the medics in the tent the night before on the Tuesday night, the medics in the, in the tent were, they were, they were actually, there were, there were just, there, was, there wasn't enough of them there, Paddy. wasn't enough to, the tent was full of sick people
2: yeah like, I mean, there has been previous years where there's been issues and they've re the, the course routes or the stage lengths or start times but there wasn't really any changes this year uh to, to accommodate i mean i think it was uh was it the, the last day in american stage you know they sent a lot of people about half seven in the morning so it's about an hour or so early than what they usually did and all those people said that made a world of difference you know, because it was a bit cooler yeah so there's nothing to stop and saying you know look and everybody in the camp is basically up at half five six o'clock anyway so there's nothing to stop and saying, look we're going to start over here seven o'clock half six because it is a cooler part of the day and you won't be out in the midday heat for as long so there's things like that, that they could have done to, to try and accommodate which which they didn't do
0: yeah because the thing about it is i mean the race in, in itself anyway They don't tell you until you until the last minute basically what the route is because they do go by conditions and they do go by different different things with the route don't they
1: well I don't think that any I just don't think I think I think you know uh, again I'm only saying this I think the whole thing resulted in actually the organizers the greed of the organizers because they wanted to get that run the twenty twenty one race in March they wanted to get that out of the way this year before the one next year so that they didn't miss a year um, and what, the, the, what, what one guy explained to me was the hottest weather in the desert is august right when it hits 60 it was a heat wave and a heat wave in the desert a heat wave here is bad enough but a heat wave in the desert i can't is, even imagine i can't unbelievable and what happened was the 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 earth was so hot along with the sun being so hot that the temperature of the, the earth hadn't cooled down, the desert hadn't cooled down. Right from August. and the heat was coming up out of the ground. You could actually see when you were when you were going along and you could actually see the heat rising out of the ground in front yeah. of you. Have you looked at some of the places where there was bits of heat I remember looking and you could see actually the heat coming up out of the ground as well as coming down from the beam and sun. So you know, that was all, there was all factors in it. Now, they didn't, I don't know what caused the sickness. Nobody's really come back to you to say oh, what did cause the
0: sickness. But you suspect it was something contaminated food, food contamination? It the food,
1: you know, well, well it probably had to be
2: something with the amount of people that were affected by it. You know, I think some of the statements coming out after they tried to sort of downplay and, you know, sort of saying, well, look, it was very hot conditions, dehydration can create a lot of sickness, but with the amount of people affected and even medical staff you know it had to be something more than just heat and dehydration
0: yeah because i mean that would if that was the case then it would be you know an issue every year wouldn't it you know with that amount of people that sounds a bit suspect that it could just be that
2: yeah and then the problem in the camp i mean they, they, they do sort of say it anyway but you know like you have to look after your sanitizing and hand washing anyway even in a normal instance but i mean the tents and mats that you sleep on are rolled up and thrown into the back of a lorry, and then they're rolled out and you could be sleeping on a mat that was in a different tent the previous day and people have been sick or whatever on that you don't you just don't know it's sort of that the hygiene of it isn't great which you know you're signing up to that yeah but again just just this year with the went to sickness but what about covid
0: uh, restrictions in terms of that kind of thing were there were there were there, was well, there anything different
2: very, i mean they, they were very stringent on that you know like jeez you Doing tests before you left. You were, yeah. Uh, everyone was ha- told to wear masks, but they needed to be wearing masks, and uh, so it was it was pretty tight that way. I don't think I do you could complain with with our COVID uh rules. I think they sort of went above and beyond what maybe national regulations were at that time. Uh, so there's no real complaints with that from that point of view.
0: When you're when you're when you're running in that sort of heat, um, what what what's the best thing to do in terms of clothing do you wear um i mean do you wear just as little as possible or are you trying to keep your head covered or what what's what's the best
2: because you know the way you think why you wife, need to you keep wasn't. your head covered yeah
0: yeah because the heat yeah, on you your head, head covered, you'd have to yeah. keep your head covered and you know in terms of even getting um you know sunburned and stuff like that you have to just lather on the sun cream all the time mm. but some yeah, more I than
2: that was probably the little that was the least yeah, of your worries. Think, yeah. yeah, everybody everybody was sort of factor 50 anyway, but certainly I suffered the first two days with, with the heat. And then from there on after, you know, I was dicing myself in water a lot and just pouring water over your head constantly just to try and cool you down as best you could.
0: Yeah, I mean, even just standing or just being in that heat alone must be is awful, but actually trying to run, I mean, were you really, were you actually running or were you walking? well
1: it was, just... a walk, it was a walk run paddy wasn't it like it was
2: yeah like the train being as it was you know it was a bit of a mix of uh, kind of stony beds and dried out river beds or in the soft sand dunes and unless you were a very efficient and strong runner it was very very difficult to run in the soft sand you know it was deep powder and you definitely saw the people who were good at moving through that even sort of walkers you know if you're a good walker you can make up some good time in those sections, but I wouldn't describe it really as a running race. I suppose it's not described as a running race. It's yeah, it's just a, a foot race.
0: An endure endurance uh, foot race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I think that point where certainly myself and maybe Hugh might agree as well, when you're coming from that sort of road running background, it's it was difficult to adapt to that. Whereas somebody who maybe is a mountain runner a hiker, could probably cope with that conditions a bit better, like the conditions as in the terrain.
0: But even at that, even if you are a mountain runner, I mean, sand dunes are a hell of a lot different than mountains. I mean, yeah, you
2: know. you're, not, you're not going to get anywhere in Ireland where you're going to have 18k of deep, soft sand dunes either. No, really.
0: can be running and up and down the same sand dunes. Some of the road. guys
1: there was used to walking with poles, and some of them, like, you know, some of the guys that we've seen would be usually be mountain hikers, you know, which left that race. A lot of that race was actually, they call it a foot rip, but it it's actually all, a lot of it. I suppose 60 or 70% of it's hiking on which left it. We were, my training and my past experience would be all running. So you'd be on the, you'd be on the, you'd be on the tarmac for three, three and a half hours. In that day, you were probably out eight, nine hours. So you were twice as long on your feet in massive heat, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, th- th- it's, it's run over six days. And there's different lengths. Each day is a different length, but I they kind of ease you into it. For yeah, yeah. The first one I, was, I know everything has uh, got out the window at this stage in terms of the sickness. But in, in, in gen, generally, it's the fourth day, is it? That's generally yeah, supposed so that's to be the, first the hardest. Few days
2: or around that sort of twenty mile mark. So I think the first one was twenty, next one was maybe twenty two, and then a twenty four, and then there was the fifty mile stage on day four. Uh, And then the marathon stage on day six.
0: Yeah.
1: Get ready to shake up summer with the Get Active ABC Sunshine Fill Program for kids and families. Get set for land-based adventure at our summer schemes, or why not get adventurous and maybe get wet at our splash-tastic water sports summer program? There are so many things to do, and all we need is you. See GetActiveABC.com/summer for all the details.
0: So what what exactly did you do? So you're sick. You're in your tents. Your um, are your makeshift, your makeshift tents, and so so what what were your thoughts? What was going? What were going through your head for the next morning? Do we continue or do we just give up now or what?
1: Well, I suppose in my case, like I was sick from the sun that, uh, the sun that the first day when I got back. You know, you just plug away and plug away, and like you're hoping all along. And you go and you get tablets the mode tablets and you get powders off, you know, and you just keep hoping and, and hope that uh, I was in hope that, you know, it would clear up. But instead of that it actually deteriorated. I deteriorated with the with the bug uh, over the next couple of days, which But how did you just keep going or what Well, did you-, you know, in your mind you, 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 you your mind's strong and you just go on and you you hope you're always hoping that every kilometer you make that it won't happen again, and the next thing you have it back again. And it's um, it's just you go to your drop, and that's it. Like, what I actually done, you know what I mean? So, you kept plugging away. You were hoping that all of the time that uh, the the bug would clear up, and yeah. the vomiting and the diarrhoea would stop. But it never stopped. It actually got it got worse, you know.
0: So what happened then? Eventually.
1: Well, eventually, then uh, on the fourth stage, at checkpoint, at checkpoint three, I collapsed, and that was it. It was all over, you know, for me. And there was no medication, there was no anything. So, I was actually then put in. I was left laying in a tent for probably a couple hours, but no medical stuff with me. And your the girl there, she was shaking her head. She said, "There is nothing that you could do." So, um,
0: were you fearful for your life at that point?
1: Well, there was a lot of things went through my head at that at that time, you know. You're out in the desert, you're there. So, I was three hours from. Uh, the camp and uh, there was a Bedwin driving the, the Jeep and there's no sat nav out there or there's nothing out there so the Bedwin he gets out every now and every maybe half hour and he stands and he looks up at the stars and he follows the star. I don't know what he does but he seems to look up at the sky anyway I don't know how he's uh, the good man above guides Mas- him or whatever guides him but he looks up at the stars anyway and he sees what's happening and uh, he then goes away a different way you know right and, uh, that
0: sounds very zen that's the way they do it
1: <laughs> and they don't have any sat now they don't have any coordinates because where the camp is the camp moves every night you see so then we got back to the camp i got back to the camp paddy was there i was very sick at that stage and um then i had to get into it in jeep and it was six and a half hours then till i got medical help in the nearest town which was what do you call that town paddy ever
2: uh, or oh, or is it? Or
1: is that those and those doctors there waiting then when I got there.
0: And was that just a sense of relief for you?
1: It was a sense of relief. I couldn't walk, but they gave me a glass of stuff. I don't know, still I I don't know what it was. Peptobisno.
0: I don't know what it was, <laughs> but whatever
1: it was, it was good stuff. And uh, I tell it so then I was sick then probably for an odd day or so, but then I started to recover. Right. You know. But it was a horrifying experience. On my behalf it was a horrifying experience
0: yeah is that you'd say that was the worst the worst,
1: of the your worst i ever uh, i ever experienced in my life yeah yeah and the most you know when you were really worried you were worried like at times because you said like there's no medication here you know i was dehydrated i was badly dehydrated from the the vomiting and diarrhea and, and the nosebleed. so i was i was out on you know so you were on a limb you were hoping and you had no there was no daisy hill or there was no craig avon or no yeah. hospital that you could you in yeah,
0: you're really just stranded in the desert. You're on your own. Yeah, that, no w- that must have been terrifying.
1: And no medical help. Like, there was no medical help. The medical help, party was very, very poor at the end, wasn't it? Like, at, that, at the fourth day like.
2: Yeah, like Yeah, I mean, they were pretty stressed. They were stressed. And Paddy, Paddy, where they, they, were you? They, 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 they probably didn't, uh, it. didn't think there was going to be so many dropouts. Yeah. You know, yeah. They are probably planning for maximum 10% of people to drop out on.
0: Not
1: yeah. five times that. Yeah. I don't know many, man. I don't really actually know what percentage per head of people, of medics, they would have there. You know, for six hundred and seventy people, I don't know what whether they would have one medic for every ten or one medic for every fifty. I don't know what it would be. And then a lot of the medics that's there is really young doctors, the ones go for the experience of it. Yeah. And I don't know how experienced any of them. They're all very young,
2: Paddy, weren't they? Yeah. But then again, they're probably going off. 35 years or 34 years of experience before this year and they're probably going well the majority of things are blisters and sore feet which
0: Which is is what you guys were expecting which is
2: one of the main reasons for people dropping out in the past so you know the need for drips and things like that probably has never been as high as it was was this year
0: and the other thing the other thing that they watch out that they give you i believe they give you a syringe in case you're getting in case you get bitten by snakes and stuff like that it was
2: that hot
1: Elaine, you couldn't no, have cared less there was, if there was if a, a snake. Hat, there was no snakes, snakes? <laughs> I'll tell you. It was that hot there was nothing. It wasn't even a crow. You wouldn't see a thing.
2: It was that one. Would, would you, Paddy? We what? saw. I saw one bird in the whole the whole time. And that was one a vulture bird.
0: looking for bodies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I seen a guy with sheep. There was one guy who was sitting out on the thing at the. Do you remember coming in close to the la, the third day or whatever it was? There was a guy sitting out under a like a uh, twig or a some for a, a wee three. There wasn't many threes on it. Are was you sure this
0: wasn't a mirage? <laughs>
1: no, I was sitting in, in, in the hoddy collar, he was sitting out with a few sheep.
0: But you know, it was that
1: hot. I took my mobile phone with me to take photographs. Right. And it was that hot in the desert that my mobile phone switched off in my kit bag.
0: In, Computer in says no. It
2: said it was too hot. <laughs> some, of some of the people's watches were turning off too.
0: Yeah. I think melting...
1: The heat, the, 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 that just the, sounds
0: so dangerous. It sounds like they should have pulled the plug on this. I mean, are, are the temperatures like you were saying? Like the hottest times are are August and the heat hadn't hadn't diminished. But is that normal? Was it was it extraordinarily hot for this time of year? I think it was,
1: Paddy, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I think it was. I think I was sort of expecting uh, sort of around that forty degree mark, which is what they would have got in April time when it she sea runs
0: yeah that's kind of the normal
2: yeah the only thing they would have said for this time of year would have been the evenings would have been warmer which they were you know they were warm obviously whereas i think in april time they're fairly cold
0: yeah where so where were you at this stage paddy uh
2: well i suppose my race first day uh i sort of did did struggle Uh, i think it was just the heat and probably got a bit too excited at the start I did go in with a bit of a cold, so I thought it was maybe that was playing Ben's playing part. Went out in day two, bit more conservatively, was managing it okay until we got through the sand dune section. And then the last couple of kilometres of that, I just started feeling a bit sick and weak. So I got into the checkpoint, <clears throat> I took a bit of a rest, took a bit of water, and then I just vomited everything up. Right. Which then the medic saw, so they took me to the medic tent, gave me uh, an electrolyte drink which i then vomited that up away 10 minutes later
0: so you knew and you like were in they trouble just said,
2: yeah way to say look we're not we're not allowed to let you go uh unless we give you a drip so they gave me an iv drip so i suppose probably because i wasn't too far off the front <coughs> i was one of the lucky people who <laughs> did get a drip yeah uh, so i sat in the tent for about two and a half three hours getting this which it it, it made it, it did help i was i was like a new person when i left uh, and then they just said you have to walk to the finish just to make sure you get to the to the end. So after that, <clears throat> that was kind of I suppose I didn't to it with sort of ambitions on maybe like a top twenty finish, something like that, but after those sort of two first days which weren't brilliant, I sort of thought, right, I have to kinda I'm not gonna be competitive anymore so I'll try and manage it and look after myself and drink more water than I probably was doing up to that point and pouring water over my head to try and cool myself down and Certainly the last three days it sort of helped me anyway. I think the last three days it was maybe, the uh, third day was 14th, long day was maybe 22nd and then the marathon day I think it was 22nd. So the first two days were bad for me, but I sort of managed to turn it around. But like, I, I did have sort of diary and everything, but certainly not to the level that, that you had.
0: Yeah, but you managed to get over the line in the <coughs> end, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. In one piece
0: so in terms of what um prompted you to do this in the first place it's it was for it was for the hospice yeah it
1: was the hospice we don't for the uh, the ni hospice and the nice hospice foundation to raise funds for them and we've been very successful with the lockdown and evidence we've been very successful we've probably we have there there about near um forty thousand so uh that's amazing ready, yeah
0: and where can um where can our listeners um donate is the page still uh, the
1: open? is still the team is donate to team morgan i donate that ie team morgan yeah there's donations coming in yet and the the, the 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 page doesn't close the it doesn't close until the 31st of december we're keeping it open now because there's a yeah. lot of people we have to talk to now that wants to donate to them so uh, we'll hopefully get up we'll plug away at it you know and get us the idea is to get as much as we possibly can i know our sickness in the desert was one thing right and uh we experienced sickness but like when you a lot of it went through my head about the people that's in the hospice who are sick yeah who has no who won't light, get better who has no light at the end of the tunnel yeah like we had light at the end of the tunnel we knew that if we get to help we're okay but we i experience very very i experienced sickness that I've never experienced before. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, you know, when you think of the people in the hospice and the Hospice Foundation who are looking after people, who there is no way back. Yeah. We knew that we got, you know, Paddy got the drip in terms of, I had to get a drip, it would have helped me, but there was no drips left Yeah. by the time I needed a drip. Yeah. But if you take the people in the hospice who are getting the drips this morning, who are getting that, there's a young woman around there, uh, died yesterday here 50, I think she's 54, 55 you know she's been bad three or four years now like that poor girl has been in the hospice uh mm-hmm. i think this last fortnight or so i'm not right. just sure but she had, and our funerals tomorrow like so there's no way back for that girl. there's not a young woman around there when i was training around there she was only 66 just retired and she was only sick for a fortnight Gosh. and she was in the hospital you know and the thing when you look at how our sickness so it's putting it in perspective there's no use in me complaining i'm not complaining about me i'm, I'm all i'm saying is the way it was, the organisation of the whole race was pathetic. Yeah. Because of the sickness that crept into it, but when you compare, it just
0: goes to show that they're not prepared. Compa- they're not prepared. But yeah, yeah when, when you, you compare,
1: compare the sickness that I had compared to the sickness that the people has, and unfortunately there is no betterness for them. We were lucky. Paddy and I was out in, in fifty eight degrees heat. We either we got a bit of help. We got most of two, but those unfortunate. And that's what we were. That was our main aim was to raise that money. And yeah. that is the main key and we're still key to raise that money. We put a hundred grand, hundred thousand on, on our target. Unfortunately, with the lockdown, we couldn't run any functions of that. Yeah. But an awful lot of people has been very generous to us with uh, donations and the donations are still coming in. Yeah. So that's the key. That's the key. Forget about our pain, forget about our disappointment. Forget about what we suffered. Yeah. The thing is, we went out there to do that for the people. To raise the funds and we will hit that target as close to it as we can get to it
0: yeah and is there any particular reason why you chose why you chose the hospice as your is, is it just for those very reasons well i know a it? lot
1: of people like i know a lot of people and patty there's a lot of people you know uses the hospice and the hospice foundation like everybody you talk to there's somebody somewhere along that the line they know. every family has been hit by it and have used it and that's the reason we've done it. Uh, that's the reason we picked it because it covers the whole island of ireland the two hospices yeah the irish hospice foundation and the northern in hospice covers the whole country the whole island and at the end of the day we hope that our contribution and our fundraising will be a big content because there's nothing to come about any money we raise yeah. goes all split evenly down the middle to the to the hospitals.
0: yeah and are the both of you um recovered now you know are you are you Better now, <laughs> <laughs> Paddy.
2: Well, I still, still got the cold, but I think that's from two small kids. But <laughs> so I haven't, I haven't started running yet. Uh, but I have been chopping up the bit to get back out again. And
0: it wouldn't put you this.
2: off? No, not at all. Not at all. It's just uh, it's one of those things. But like I said, didn't go as as planned. But so yeah, you, you learn from it and you move on. Yeah,
0: it was like having a baby, you forget how, the, how bad it was and you get back out there again. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I was back out, Paddy done a week before, I was back out running there Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday this week. Uh, so, and I'll be out tomorrow and Sunday, it's only late like, to get back into it.
0: But it must be lovely to be running in the nice cold temperatures.
1: Well, there was 50, I looked at the temperature tonight yesterday morning, it was 4 degrees. When I was going out to the door, It was I think it was about a quarter past 5 on uh it was four degrees and when you take it from the desert it was 54 degrees of a swing from we were in the desert so it was a massive oh God. It, it was a massive uh, yeah you know swinging it you know but it's all worth it if we can get it the, the pain that we went through um i know that i went through and the disappointment i went through and, and the suffering with the, with the diarrhea and, and the vomiting and that and the bug we had you know if we can raise this money and it helps comfort some of the people who have are terminally ill and won't get better. That's what it's all about. Put our behind us. I'm not worried about it. It's to raise the money for the people that need it.
0: Yeah. Would you ever consider doing it again? Or is that race uh, a paddy? Hugh's pointing a paddy here. (laughs) Would you consider a paddy?
2: Probably not, but there is also a itch there where you go, uh, I figured, let me change a few things. Different food, put a different training. Different circumstances in terms of temperature, you'd like to give another crack, but I don't think the family would let me do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, the thing about it is, it couldn't be any worse, right? It seems that no, like no. you it seems that you did the worst year that it has ever been. So you know, things can only get better, as they say. But you, you, you say you've got young kids, have you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. yeah, it's you just won't be allowed. That's it. No, I don't <laughs> think that's
2: the, you know, isn't it, isn't it like you think said big commitment and you? when you're away for sort of ten days and Yeah I think there's a there's a lot a lot of good races around the country and the world that you want to do as well.
0: Yeah, there's probably yeah. Yeah. have you anything lined up you The
1: training is the training, I suppose the commitment is saying like it's long and like to do it like I'm saying like you know, I mean I come away from it and I said, you know, never again it was so sick. But you know, as the things as a recover and uh, I suppose the pain of the disappointment and the pain of the of the suffering went through and, and mm-hmm. I started to say to myself, you know, really, I would give it a crack <laughs> again, you know, because when my training was, if it was coming up next March, if I have, you know, I wouldn't be far away from it again to get back to, you know, <laughs> I'd be, I, 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 you know, I'm not, the only reason I wouldn't, the only reason it put me off is I wouldn't want giving the legs of that Patrick Bohr another one shilling because right. he didn't look after us. Because it's like not,
0: it's not cheap to enter this race. And I know that obviously I know all the, it's like over 4,000 or something. So isn't four and it? a half. Yeah. 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 So yeah. And you'd rather, if but I would give it
1: a crack, I, I'd give it a crack again. If again, if the young white children is not small, like the youngest is 23, if would let my brother are to me catch myself on you know
0: yeah but it's niggling but
1: I'm doing kind of guilty <laughs> now in a few weeks and then I'll hopefully maybe there's one in Lanzarote which I would entered last year which was
0: Lanzarote so you're actually going back to the sun
1: yeah but the sun in Lanzarote <laughs> would only be in Lanzarote would only be like it would be like sitting in the fridge yeah compared to uh, but, you know, I had an entry in it last year and they've sent me out an email to say that the entry last year because we've been cancelled is valid this year. So I don't know, I'll see. Yeah. But I will do Clon and I'll do a couple of them before Christmas, I think.
0: God, fair play to you. That's all I can say.
1: <laughs> and maybe... I oh, don't know.
0: <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> yeah don't say you're,
2: anything you're, you're now s- you're singing a different tune anywhere 10 days ago I am once you get over but well, if he's again. saying
0: this now 10 days later you know I can see in a couple of months time it'll be
1: <laughs> no but it's just you know when you get over that I suppose you get over the you know you get over you get over the, the what do you call it you get over the disappointment and the sickness and you get your body built up again and, and With, your
0: mind forgets it tricks you
1: you know your mind <laughs> forgets again and then you say to yourself you know
2: if it's well, the, it's well in the back of your mind, you kind of goes "Well, I uh, could have done better." Yeah. yeah, and if there was no, <laughs> if there had
1: to be no sickness, we were away on that.
0: This is
2: the competitive nature of
0: people yeah. <laughs> like runners yeah. like you. No, yeah, I, definitely was definitely. A, I was, I was laying tent in the age group, you even, know. Yeah. it's
2: not even competitive against others. No, it's, it's competitive not, against uh, yourself. Competitive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be yourself, justice, you know, are. Because yeah. I know
0: that you said uh, to me before that um when I I asked you about um. Um, hitting the wall in the marathon and you were you're, you're very um, it's mind over matter and mm-hmm. if, you, if you actually tell yourself there's a wall then you will you know mm. there will be a wall but if you just don't let yourself believe it, just put one foot in front of the other and, and that's actually a very good philosophy to take through life you know
1: well it very nearly caused me it caused very <laughs> nearly caused me yeah well I suppose life in, in, in the desert because I went on and on and, and on and you really weren't really, willing to give I up I should have when I was so sick I should have pulled out
0: yeah but yeah thick with But um, the thing is you live and learn, you know.
1: Yeah, you always think you're gonna get better and like you know, you always think you don't want to give up unless you're just finished, you know. Well which you were. You mm-hmm. waited until right, you collapsed, which you know. know
0: now that you yeah. wouldn't do that again. No, I wouldn't
1: go that but I, I, I don't know whether you know you can't prepare for that heat paddy,
2: can you that Like you can't prepare for that. No. No. But if you're going again you'd the bring the all local, when the local Moroccans are saying it's too hot, you know, it's
0: too hot. Yeah, mm. if the locals are saying that then yeah But if I was going
1: again so. if I would take my own medication with me this time. Yeah. I wouldn't be
0: dependent on the organizers. I wouldn't be
1: dependent on the organisers. I'd have all my own, 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 own television, I'd have all my own day, I'd have everything with me. I wouldn't be dependent on me.
0: Yeah. You know. Well it'd be very it would be very um, unlucky if you did do it again if that same situation scenario happened again. That would be extraordinary. But um, anyway. Don't think about that now. Think about the next thing. Clonic Kilties next so Clonic Kilty's up in a couple of weeks' time. And Paddy, you anything specific?
2: Uh, nothing until next April. Oh.
0: No. What's next April?
2: It's a, a fifty-mile race in the south
0: of England. Oh right, okay. keep, well, keep it
2: away. I think
1: I stick to twenty-six
0: point. Yeah. I think I stick to. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <Hi. laughs> I stick to, stick to walking up, yeah. um, <laughs> walking up the mountains, walking up Kilroney. <laughs> yeah okay well that's brilliant um, i hope that you get loads more funds coming in for the hospice now because it's a fantastic thing that you've done and um, the best of luck with whatever your your next your yeah. next race is yeah,
2: thank you.
0: thanks Paddy, mm-hmm. and thanks you thank you thanks for listening after all they've been through i think um we can all agree that um they deserve for us to at least to donate to the hospice um, you can go to their page idonate.ie team morgan and that's that page is open um, as Hugh told us right until December 31st. Remember to keep getting all of your news from I and I hope you join us next time for our podcast. From the, I don't know what to say, I'm just speechless. To the, I can't believe it, I can't believe it, I can't believe it. We see all sorts of life-changing moments at McKinney Competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles and more. From just £2 a ticket, no purchase necessary. For competitions, rules and conditions, see mckinneycompetitions.com.